Welcome to the Coworkers Podcast with Jesse and Shaney. Where every believer is a coworker in God's mission. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on the podcast, we have the first of what we hope will be many interviews of fruitful coworkers around the world. So this is something Jesse and I are really excited about on the podcast. We have many awesome coworkers that we just really look up to, and we want to be able to platform them. People who have giftings and strategy, biblical knowledge, wisdom, experience, and just passion for the work that we want to learn from, and we want to let you learn from. They could be writing books and doing podcasts of their own, but God has them focusing their attention on other things. And so today we're going to be interviewing a friend and coworker of ours, Lindsay. Lindsay is from Mississippi, and she's been serving in South Asia with her husband, Levi, since 2009. Lindsay and Levi have worked in a variety of contexts, urban and rural. They've been leading many coworkers in church planting work over the years. And they have five kids ranging from age nine to two. So lots of energy and fun in their house. One of the qualities that I am most sharpened by in Lindsay is her fervency and passion to get the gospel to lost people. If you hang out with Lindsay, it's, you're going to feel it. It's going to rub off on you. And so I love that about you, Lindsay. Um, I've had a chance to observe Lindsay over the years, mostly from a distance or virtually, but we have had regular overlap. And so I've really been encouraged, Lindsay, just by your boldness in evangelism and how you proactively spur others on in that work, women that you're leading and mentoring. I feel like you just continually point them back to Christ and the treasure we have in the gospel. and. Also, by the way, you just have a really fun down-to-earth personality, so I think that will come across in the interview and that we can have a little fun as well. So, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Really thankful to have you be the brave one to be our first interviewee. (laughs) Thanks, Shaney. Thanks so much for having me on this podcast. And for those of you who don't know, Shaney has made huge impacts in the lives of everyone serving in South Asia, including in my life. Wow. Wow. I always learn from around you, Shaney. So I'm thankful to have this time with you. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Um, So I want to talk to you specifically today how we, whether we're missionaries, people serving in America, doing evangelism, or no place left to work, or whether Mm -hmm. we're just normal Christians trying to live out the Great Commission. We're going to talk specifically, how can we pursue and maintain fervency for the gospel and getting the gospel to the lost? So just share with us, how do you pursue that? How do you think about that in your life? Right. That's such a good question. I feel like whenever we talk about things like this, whenever we talk about the gospel, there's a tendency to hear this as if, um, oh, that person is so good at that. I can never be like them. And I just, um, that's totally opposite of who I am. I believe that most people, if you're probably listening to this, then you are probably way more talented and skilled than I am in this. But 
I can definitely tell you some things that I have learned and lots of mistakes I have made. So if you're listening, you can listen to this with the ability to know, oh, I can do this way better than her. <laughs> um, whenever, okay, I get total sudden shyness when I set intentional times to go out and share. I dread stepping out of my house on those days. It's the craziest thing. And I've been on the field for a long time and have a real passion for sharing, but I can get so crazy nervous on the days where I set times to go out. Because I know this about myself, I have to go ahead and prepare for these times because I know that I'm going to struggle. So, um, <coughs> the, so for me, here's some ways I just want to tell you that I prepare. First, I make sure that I get somebody to push me out the door. Normally, I set a time with a national partner or, or a girl. A national partner for me is basically just a lady that I meet who I say, hey, you want to go out with me sometime and share with others? Um, a believer. So, um, yeah, I, I make a time and they, I get them to come to my house because to meet me for us to go out. Because then I know, like, if they come to my house, if I have a fussy kid or if somebody's sick, I'm still going to go, you know. But otherwise, then I can easily call and say, oh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I can't go. So that's typically what I do. I sit. And if, that, if I don't have somebody going with me, if I'm going by myself, then I make Levi, my husband, push me out the door and say, you're going to love it. You're going to go no matter what. Just I've got everything, you know, so I don't stress. Second, I have a playlist of music that I use to to just get me refocused. I put in all songs that I can about reaching others, about not wasting my life, um, to make it count, all those kind of things. And so I ask people all the time, like, do you have any kind of new music that spurs you on to, to share, that makes you excited about going out and, and doing ministry? And so, and they tell me, and then I add it to my playlist. Um, another thing I do is I put up scripture around my house and my room. I even put notes to myself that say, get out and share today. <laughs> like go and tell somebody about how amazing the Lord is, you know? I, yeah. So that's another thing I do. Um, I have a stash of biographies that the kids and I read with each other every day. And so those are always just good for sperm me on. And then any kind of biographies like about people in ministry, which Amazon has tons of those. So that's always a good one for that I love. Um, I'm a firm believer in the enemy coming to steal, kill, and destroy everything he can for us. Mm-hmm. So if we recognize ahead of time that he is coming to steal our joy, to kill our passion, and destroy relationships with others, then I feel like we've got to prepare for that. So mm-hmm. I make sure once a week that I'm spending time alone for a longer period with the Lord, just asking him to reveal sin areas that have crept up in my life. And listening for him to show me these areas. Because typically if I've got an area that's hidden, you know, that's, I mean, just silly things, pride, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, like okay. it can really destroy my passion and, and kill my desire to share the Lord with others. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for sharing all those things. It's a really fun and creative list and all very simple things. I think mm-hmm. all of us could do any of these getting accountability. I love that Jesus sends us out two by two. I feel so much better if I have someone I'm going out with. 
And so I love that encouragement to just accept the fact that I don't always just wake up really excited to go and share the good news with others. And I need help. I need someone to literally push me out the door. That's also a reality for me. And I like the the unique ways that help you. A playlist. Some people, that might not work for them. But I love that that's really helpful. <laughs> so, okay. You talked about... Um, having a day, one day a week, that's kind of set aside that you go out and do ministry. And then I know you also are really intentional to share just as you go, maybe at the grocery store or different places. So could you give us an example of how you seize opportunities to share the gospel in your normal life? Right. Well, in South Asia, I love to start conversations with random women by looking in their eyes and telling them, there is a God who loves you so much. I just go straight to the to the point because I was with a national friend one time and she shared this way and women just were just shocked first off that she would say this to them. And then they just started opening up about their sin or about, you know, just a distant from God. It was just so amazing. So even for me, it's not as profound <laughs> when I do it, but it is a great way. It does open it just opened the gospel, and I know I'm going to get there. If I start that conversation that way, we're going, we're just hitting it. So, yeah. um, and I just love that. So, yeah, I love, I love to share the gospel using scripture. For me, that's the way I've always shared from when I was little. So, um, I draw a picture, you know, of man and God and how we're separated from God. And then I use typically Romans and, um, John 14, 6, where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. I feel like that's a vital part of the gospel. And then I just, I, I try to make sure that I get to Christ raising from the dead, that he is alive. And, and what are you going to do with this story? You know, I think getting to the question is extremely important. Um, <laughs> but also, there's so many times where I don't make it, you know, to that question. And um, I believe that the Holy Spirit is enough for that, you know. And I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed that it has to be this beautiful picture of, like, it needs to be X, Y, Z, and then that's the gospel. And so it's too much, and we only have a minute, so we can't share. And I know so many South Asians that have come to the Lord just by somebody saying, like, the name of Jesus, you know, where they started speaking who Jesus is, like, that's enough, you know, we can just tell people as much as we can. They've never heard of God before. They have no idea who Christ is. Like, we can trust the Holy Spirit to move deeply just by speaking his name, you know, so um, I think if you just do anything to share about a God that loves them, Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose again, for their sin, you know, um, we do want to get to a question because in that tension, I feel like people are faced with, oh, this, this is, you know, my decision. I have a choice, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes if we never make it, we never ask the question, um, 
which is typically what I used to do. I would hate asking the question because that always was awkward and I hate awkward, you know, so I would avoid it. Sure. But it, but then, of course, Levi stepped in my life and said, Lindsay, you know, you've got to have that moment of like tension where people are wrestling with the Holy Spirit in their own life. And yeah, that was convicting for me. So now I, I really try to get there. Yeah. You know, yeah. People that use it tools too, or we call them tools, but different ways to share mm-hmm. um, the three circles or mm-hmm. the gospel hand. I love those too, you know? So yes. Yes. I think we could encourage our listeners to have a way that you're prepared to share comfortably. And there's right. several tools that are great. And maybe one day we'll do a podcast sharing tools, but I think it's good to recognize that it's really helpful to practice and to have a way to share that you're really comfortable with. That just helps us to be that much more likely to share it the more we practice. And I think I want to highlight one thing that I think you were getting at is you just have to start somewhere. You have to say something. And for me, that's often the hardest part. And so many times my goal when I'm going out is to be friendly and Mm -hmm. to start a conversation and just give God something to work with. Like Mm -hmm. if God wants to speak through me today, if God wants to use me, I got to give him something to work with. So I'm literally telling myself, smile, say hi, be friendly and say something like bring up God somehow, you know, and maybe many times that's, asking people if I can pray for them. Or as you said, in South Asia, it's actually easy and people respond well to things like, did you know that God has, that there is a God who loves you? Just getting the conversation started is really helpful. I also think we both would agree that our gospel sharing would flow naturally out of our love relationship with Jesus. I think that is God's plan And that's how it should be. We have an amazing treasure in the gospel. We are ambassadors for Christ. We have a message to share. We've been sent out. How could we keep this good news to ourselves? I think that should be our heart every day. Right. That it would be a get to, that it wouldn't be a duty. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like a duty. Sometimes more than I would like. I don't just feel this natural desire. I have to do it out of a discipline, out of a, this person needs to hear the gospel. Shaney, stop being selfish and open your mouth. So <laughs> does, it, <laughs> does it normally, you know, you mentioned that on the days that you're planning to go out to share, sometimes you can feel kind of unreasonable dread and how the Holy Spirit, oh, sorry, not the Holy Spirit, that Satan, the enemy, can really try to tell us lies and make us think it's going to be this miserable task, when in reality, once we get started, I think we're always thankful that we did, and it, and it becomes a very joyful experience. But just talk to us about that, about like, how do you pursue this being a get-to, and how do you pursue a loving and vibrant personal relationship with Jesus? Okay. Yeah, I totally um, believe and am, am pretty passionate about making sure we um, just use the phrase in our own thinking of, man, I get to share the gospel. The moment we start thinking, 
oh, I have to share the gospel, then I, for me personally, I know that if I'm in that place, then I'm not, not in a good place <laughs> because um, sometimes I view Christ as, as a task giver that God has all these tasks that I have to do. And I am not driven by task. So that's just not my personality. I like to, um, I'm a spur of the moment, total spur of the moment person. So (laughs) um, because of that, when I hear, when I feel like things are a duty or I have to do things, it makes me really not want to do that. Um, Uh So I have to really go before the Lord and say, um, God, I, I want to, to know you better. Like the verses that I typically put on my wall to share Christ is you're the bread of life. <laughs> you are the, the light of the world. Like this is who you are. You know, you are amazing. Why, why would I ever not want to walk out of my door and share this? Like what am I thinking? So I'm so thankful for being able to just regroup and, and know that God is full of love. This is who he is and just kind of redefine the Lord and who he is in my life and, uh-huh. and why I even want to share him. And when I do that, like, it just helps me um, get excited and passionate about uh-huh. going in the gospel, you know? Yeah. And I look yeah. at people and know, man, God loves you so much. Uh-huh. I've got to tell you about him, you know? Like, you don't even yeah. know this God. That's the giver of life. You don't know him, you know? Yeah. And, and it helps me too whenever they um whenever there's tension there in the conversation for me to just step back and say, I'm sorry, God, that they don't know you. You know, if they only knew you, like uh-huh. if they only could experience you, then their their heart for you would be open to you, you know, like just those things. Just also just begging the Lord to um open hearts, like uh-huh. totally open a desire for him because of who he is, you know, Uh Um, he loves me a lot. Yes. Praying for people helps me be more ready to share with them for sure. So I don't want to overlook that step that a, we can trust the Holy spirit to be working in them to prepare their hearts and B it gets me ready. My faith increases that God will work and it gets me loving them more and with more of a desire to share. What would you say to, I know you have a lot of women that you lead and encourage and mentor and take alongside you. What would you say to one who maybe is just in a dry season and, or like maybe they just have a very little desire to go out and share the gospel or they're having trouble finding opportunities to share? Right. First, I would tell them to tell somebody. When I got to the field, I thought I had to impress everyone with how great I was doing and just never told anybody when I was struggling. And so especially with sharing the gospel, like the one thing out there to do in my mind during that season, how could I tell somebody that I was struggling with that? Uh And I thought the people that were like led me were like, so great at that, you know, uh-huh. and they never uh-huh. got uncomfortable when it came to sharing. And so, and that's why I think at this point where I get to lead people that I just want to make it so clear because yeah, that's anytime we have these crazy ideas in our, not even crazy. Anytime we have these ideas in our mind 
the enemy just uses it to stifle conversation and, and not allow anybody to encourage or build each other up, which is the whole purpose of us as believers, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it kept me trapped for a long time in that, that line. So, yes, number one, I'd say tell somebody. Tell, mm-hmm. tell others. Ask people to help you, you know? Mm-hmm. Second, I would tell them, ask, ask anybody if you can go and watch them, you know? Man, mm-hmm. In seasons now where I'm just... Ugh, you know, struggling to get out of the house. I, I always ask somebody that I know is go, going out and sharing, hey, can I just go with you, you know? And, you know, typically I would end up participating, but I only want to go to watch just to, just to further me on, you know, to get me yeah. excited. And I just need that community. We need yeah. one another, you know? Yes. So another thing I would say is there, there was a time where I was at home and when I had babies and it was just a really dry season in my life where I became really bitter because before I came on the field, I didn't have, when Levi and I first got on the field, we didn't have kids. And so when we first, when our kids were little, our boys were small, Levi would go out and I couldn't go out as much anymore. And so I just became really frustrated and bitter. And I remember one time, just going before the Lord and saying like, God, I am so like tired of this. I hate being in this place. It was just, I lost a love of the gospel. I lost a love of Jesus. I was obsessed with what I was doing and not doing and feeling like I should, you know, just take me to America. I could do, I could do so much more. I have, there's nurseries there, you know, there's so many places where I have people that can keep kids and I could be doing enough. I confessed all of this to somebody, uh, to my sister, actually, who loves Jesus. And and she really just pointed out that none of this that I was thinking, all of these things I was assuming were just totally not from the Lord. And so I just had to go through a big time of confessing and repenting. And I remember, like, at one point I was like, God, if all I do in this season, after the Lord started healing my heart and just giving me a, a longing for Him, like, if all I do in this season is just praise you, is that enough? Like, is that enough to, to just stand yeah. in my home and just worship you with these with the kids? Like, do you get glory from that, you know? Because um, in my mind, you are not getting much glory from that. But if you get glory yeah. from that, you know, like, then is that enough? And so I know I opened the word. And, of course, the scripture that pointed out was, you know, if no one praises me, the rots are going to cry out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's enough, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, that, like, God, I need life. Like, please allow me to share with someone. And please allow me to um, just to bring somebody here. I don't know what else to do. Just bring somebody to my house. Mm-hmm. And God is so faithful. He brought these women to my house that they were searching for the Lord. Like, they mm-hmm. They just came, they just knocked on my door. They were asking for something else, but I shared with them. They came to know Christ, and then they started bringing their families to Christ. I mean, it was just a sweet season where it had nothing to do with me, right? It was all (laughs) the Lord. And so in that season, I would say, trust the Lord. He is faithful, you know? And, And also, Levi and I had to sit down after that and say, like, okay, what is doable for Lindsay to, to have life? Like if I, cause I was dying, you know, inside yeah. and he was traveling so much and 
we were just in an unhealthy place in, in life, you know? And so we, we didn't, nobody lived where we lived. So we were there by ourselves and had been for a few years. And so anyway, we had to sit down with each other and say, okay, like, what's it going to take for Lindsay to have life? Even if it's just two hours a week, like, Lindsay's got to go and and do, you know, and do whatever. Like, I've got to get out of the house to do ministry. And once we started establishing some boundaries, it just got us over that hump. So I think it's okay to talk to your husband or or your spouse and just say, I'm dying, you know? Yes. How can we work through this together, you know? Yes. Let's say out loud together that our worth does not come from what we're doing for the Lord, right? And so that's something I think we as coworkers or brothers and sisters in Christ have to remind each other of and ourselves of constantly. And we have to preach that truth to each other as we are holding each other accountable, as we are helping each other. Uh, I know many times as we're working together as women and coworkers, we're trying to both challenge each other and encourage each other and say, okay, you're a mom of five. Let's brainstorm. How can we find time for you to go out? Because that is your heart's desire. This isn't, this isn't me holding something over your head and saying, how many times did you share the gospel this week, Lindsay? No, this is us working together because this is your heart's desire. God has put this inside you and you want to be obedient while continuing to rejoice in the fact that in your current season of life, you get to spend a lot of time at home with your children. And that is a huge blessing and something to rejoice in. So I know there are so many women listening. Season of life is such a big factor for women. The Mm -hmm. longer we've been working with people in this work, the more (laughs) I believe that. And Mm -hmm. I know that both of us love working alongside women of different seasons of life. Singles, marrieds with no children who are out doing everything together with their husbands, and then moms of little ones and moms of big ones. And sometimes, unfortunately, we can feel a tension or even like a competition between ministry in the home, ministry outside of the home, I think there can be a really unhealthy and unbiblical kind of dichotomy between the two. I think the Bible shows a really big picture of how God wants to use women in the home, in their community, among the lost, in their local churches. And you, as we've already said, Lindsay, you have five kids. You're a really loving wife. You have a great marriage. You are a fun, attentive energetic mom, you are homeschooling, you have a lot of leadership responsibilities as well. Just talk to us a little bit. How do you think about these different spheres of influence in your life? And how do you encourage women of different seasons of life that you are working alongside? That's good. I think it is so important for us um, just as women, never to see it as an either-or thing. Either I'm doing ministry or I'm staying at home, and that's his ministry. Okay. Okay. I think it's so important for you to see each other, see your life as a team, you know, for everything to um, to just coincide of a family and um, 
and ministry together. So one, some things that we do is, well, we're from the South and this, you know, we love hospitality. It's kind of born and bred in who we are. So we love <laughs> people in our home. It's just really fun for us. So we try to bring people in our home a lot. And if I haven't met national partners or somebody, you know, then I always try to bring him like him and his family to our house so that I can meet his wife. So I can see, like ask her, Hey, can I, you know, meet with you? Can I invest in your life? Like see if they're open. And so because we have a big family, we, I, I've said this earlier, but I typically go out for intentional ministry once a week, but we also, I take the kids hiking, things like that, and try to share as we're going out with whoever we see. Get them to share. I, mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's typically a, a flop, <laughs> but the point is we're working towards it, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, somebody's going to scream and cry. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know? And yes. so, yeah, and I think that brings us all just life, and it keeps everybody involved, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not the mom that if I'm going to train women, I love to train women. So when I'm training, I do not, I do not like having my littles in the, in the room, the big kids, they can be there, but the littles, I get so distracted. I mean, it ends up, I'll go all over the place, you know, and and be a horrible teacher because I struggle with focus in general. So, (laughs) Um, but so I typically leave them, at home if I can uh-huh. and when I'm going for intentional time I want to give all my focus to these ladies that I bring with me so I mean it's not even a whole bunch of time even if I say I take a day typically it's like three hours in that day you know yeah you know, when the kids are napping during the day or my big kids read and stuff we have quiet uh-huh. time uh-huh. and so I'll meet with people during that time yeah. so I can you know have good conversations so so I hear a lot of women say like oh my husband does this and I'm called to the home and that's calling to the home is is a biblical thing that's a beautiful thing but if you focus if you say things like this then what you're actually doing is building a box around yourself that's so isolated uh-huh. you know and for people uh-huh. for people anybody that hears that it, it makes them feel like, wait, you don't want to share the gospel? Like you don't want to invest in, you don't want to disciple others. And that's not true at all. You do want to share the gospel. You do want to disciple others, you know, like okay. it's okay to say, I stay at home and I love the Lord, you know, I love the gospel. I love sharing the gospel and, and teaching others. Like to me, when, when you make it like that, then other people are invited, you know, to, to have community. And when we start building boxes around ourselves about, about ministry or, or, or the home or whatever, it becomes dangerous for our hearts and for the hearts of others, you know, and for the sake of community. Yep. I've liked being able to observe how you encourage your team members and coworkers in this area. And it's, I like how you like to remind people we get to do both. We get to have influence in all these different spheres of life. We don't have to think about either or. And I think it's just really helpful to open up those discussions. I was able to uh, listen in on a call that Lindsay had recently. The whole purpose of the call was let's understand 
what it's like to serve Christ as a single woman. And she just asked all these single women questions and we married women got to just listen. And it was really helpful. And I love doing things like that. I've done that so many times as well. And every single time I learn something new. And so I think it's great as team members, coworkers, people working together to have those conversations and to take away some of the touchiness and fear (laughs) that can come when we talk, Um, whether it's about season of life, like singles and marrieds, or whether it's about we as moms and how we think about, you know, ministry in the home, ministry outside of the home. So thank you, Lindsay, for modeling just a really consistent, encouraging spirit on those topics. Well, thanks, Shani. I mean, I learn from you most of the time. No. <laughs> about, about those conversations, especially um, with women, because I typically hate tension, so I never have done that before, but you have really... Yeah. To do that, and I appreciate it. Well, it helps when we have really great uh, single coworkers like we do that will share honestly. Yes. Hey, look back to 2009. You're about to begin like full time ministry on the field. What is one word of advice you would give to your younger self? Hmm. Well, I would say be careful how much time you spend griping <laughs> and complaining about what you don't see the Lord doing. Um, and instead just trust him. Cause I think I spent a lot of time thinking that the Lord wouldn't, wasn't going to move in, in the area where we lived. And I didn't yeah. see very many people believing in the gospel and I was just so frustrated. And, but the Lord did so much that I didn't see in that moment. And I remember yeah. struggling so much and I had to have our supervisor at the time had to come in and say, you're doing great. And I, we would say, no, we're not doing great. Like, look at, look at all the things that we aren't seeing any fruit. Like, this is awful. And he would say, you're living in a hard place and you're making it and you're sharing and you're passionate. You're doing great. You know? And now looking back on that season, I just see how much God worked. And that was, it's just so neat to know that faithful, you know, prayer. Like I can trust that he's going to, to be faithful and answer prayer. And I don't have to be afraid that maybe he's never going to reach this area. He's faithful. And also the other thing I would say is that I would be way more gracious to my supervisors. And when I came in, I thought that, you know, I was just so judgmental. I didn't have kids. They were in a hard season. And man, I just, in my mind, I never said it out loud, but in my mind, I was just so judgmental. And I wish I had served them so much better and loved on them so much better. Uh Instead, I spent a lot of time thinking about what they didn't do for me and what I needed, you know, and they're so bad that I would have loved them better. Oh, amen, girl. Man, you're confessing my stuff now. Thanks for those reminders. Be patient. Trust God is answering prayer. God is faithful. All right. Last question. Lindsay, why do you love Jesus? Hmm. (laughs) I would say I love Jesus because, well, first off, because he is love. That's, you know, in scripture, it says that he is love. And to even understand um, love is to know him and, and to go deeper with him. And I feel like every single time I 
not every single time. There are very dry times in the work, but most times okay. I can I can say that I'm still growing to know him. And it, that's incredible. I've been a believer for a long, long time and I'm still growing in the Lord. I mean, how, how deep is his love? You know, okay. it's so incredible. I love that about him. And I also love that he is the redeemer. And, okay. you know, when I became a believer, and my everything in me was just far from God. I needed him to rescue me. And and he did. He rescued me. And so Hebrews 7, 25 says that he's able to save completely those who come to God through him. Completely. I mean, even the worst of the worst. And that is such a great promise for me to hold on to that not only does he save us, but he saves us completely knowing the filth in our heart and the filth in our lives and the filth in the lives of the people that we share with. He knows, you know, and he completely saves us and redeems us. And I just, isn't that amazing who he is? It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Would you end by praying for all the listeners, the coworkers around the world? Just pray for them to have renewed passion for the Lord and encouragement today to share this good news with others. Yes, I would love to. Father God, we just um, come before you and, and just thank you that you are a God that's worthy of all our praise and and everything that we have to give you, God. I thank you that you are a God who loves the world. <laughs> in chaos, it, that's happening in sin. When people are wrapped up in sin, Lord, that you love them and you desire to redeem their life, God. And I just, how amazing you are. And Lord, we just praise you. And I pray for the the women that are on this call, Lord, in so many different seasons of their life. God, I pray that you will just empower them with a passion to share your love with others, God. I pray that today they will be able to step out of their house just just emboldened with the desire for others to know who you are, God, for no other reason than the fact that you are good and you are love and that you are a gift, that you are not someone that we should hide behind or or be afraid to share, God. You are the giver of life, that you come to rescue and redeem us. And God, I just pray that, that these truths about who you are will just be hidden in our hearts, Lord, and will just come out through our mouths wherever we go, even if it's at the grocery store today, as we're checking out and we say, oh, this food looks good. Hey, let me tell you something about the the God who gives good gifts. I mean, it's just as simple as that, just a simple conversation where we can just start up and just tell someone about how amazing that's the right. God that we are. Yes. It's not scary. You are, you are a perfect and awesome gift. And Lord, I just thank you that that's who you are. And I praise you, God, that, that we get the opportunity to share your loves with others, God. It's not a something that we have to do. It's something that we get to do. And God, thank you for allowing us that gift to be able to, to, to bring your love to people who have never heard or people that have heard but have never believed. God, praise you that we get that opportunity. So Lord, I just pray for ladies out there, God, who are struggling, who are in the pit, who are just, Lord, I pray that they will just share it with others, God, find tools that will help them get out and help them share, God. 
And um, just be prepared for the enemy to lie to them and tell them not to go, Lord. I just pray uh-huh. that they would prepare themselves uh-huh. for that. Lord. Uh-huh. And, um, trust you and praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Uh-huh. Amen. Thank you, Lindsay. This has been so much fun. I have loved hearing your heart. I feel so challenged and encouraged. And I really pray that all of our listeners, just as you prayed, feel encouraged that we will not, if there's a temptation to feel guilty and, oh no, I'm so bad at this, to remember. Second Corinthians tells us we are new creations in Christ and we have good news to share. So I want to share maybe a few next steps for listeners, some things that we talked about today. As you listen to this episode, here's a few easy things you could do. Number one, get accountability. Tell a friend, maybe send this episode, just message someone today and say, hey, I want to be more intentional. I want to open my mouth. (laughs) I want to reach out and be friendly and share the love of Christ. So tell a friend, make a list of three or four or five people in your life that you want to share with, pray for them, write their names down, pray for them. And think about a gospel tool or two that you want to use. And you can find wonderful YouTube videos that show some of these that we've mentioned today, the gospel hand, three circles, Romans road. We on our team use like a little bracelet, kind of like a little band with little pictures on it. There's wonderful options. Your local church probably has some, but just practice. Be really comfortable sharing those. Practice with your kids. Do it over breakfast and so that it becomes a normal part of life. And then lastly, if you are struggling to have motivation, if you're struggling to remember why to share, well, something that's helpful for me, 2 Corinthians chapters 1 through 6. I feel like have reason after reason, motivation after motivation to share the good news. So that could be something you just read in your quiet times and pray through praying those scriptures because the apostle Paul's heart and fervency for sharing the gospel comes out so strongly in those passages. And so that's one place that I go to when I know I need renewed motivation. You all can look at our episode notes for some resources. And Lindsay, thanks again for being here with us. Hope you have just a fruitful, continued fruitful ministry in South Asia. And we will be back with more episodes soon. Thanks, friends.